I'm a medium, ask me how, was not filmed in front of a live studio audience. We best friends, but we love talking about dead people. We're going to laugh and we'll cry. Well, Dana's going to cry a little bit. We got love bombs all over the place. And let's not act like Matt isn't going to cry a little bit. But we're also going to cuss. So if that doesn't resonate, turn the fuck around. Yeah, we're going to drop some fuck bombs. But we also want to share our experiences and knowledge about mediumship. So sit down, get comfortable, and remember. You are the light of 100,000 suns. You are the light. And enjoy. I'm a medium. Ask me how. Yeah. So it's do 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 do. Welcome back to another episode of I'm Thursday. Ask me how. <laughs> we do dance moves and mediumship. Ooh. Ooh. So, Dina, Willie, Dina, Dina, Dina. It's another episode, another week, another me, and another no hat. I've committed to 2023 to be bald. I love it. And if Uh you guys aren't watching on YouTube, Matthew looks very handsome. You guys should embrace your baldness as well. Yeah. Well, your hair is so beautiful, it's enough for two. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Everybody says that I have secrets in my hair. Yeah. And... Hair is so big, it's full of secrets. Um, and actually, when 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 I'm like, Matt's like, what do you got to do today? I'm like, oh, I got to get ready and put on my makeup and do my hair. I was like, I got to put secrets in my hair. I'm convinced when you brush your hair, you're just like. Pss, 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 pss. <laughs> <laughs> How do you get that volume? <laughs> Maybe she's, she's born like... with it. Maybe it's secrets. Pss, 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 pss. You're worth it. (laughs) Or are you? (laughs) Well, Dana, we should get on topic before this goes off the rails because it already is. Well, let's see. We've already danced. We've already talked about our hair or lack thereof, secrets, anything else? No. No. Okay. What we should actually talk about is mediumship. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's what we're known for. Yeah, and people like to ask us how. And I think a big question that we always seem to get is like, I'm just starting out. How do I even start? And because um, we've all been there, right? There was a point mm-hmm. where you were asking that question. There was a point where I know that I was asking that question. And when you're embarking on this it can feel so overwhelming. And I want to say that obviously Matt and I are coming to you from the context of mediumship. But very often when we're stepping into this, you don't know, you may not know that it's mediumship. You may Mm -hmm. just know that like you have an awareness or maybe you feel like you're having some awareness of things before they happen or you just kind of your awareness is growing or all of a sudden you just feel super interested in this stuff and you don't know why. So I just want to honor for a second, wherever you are on the beginning of your journey, 
welcome in. It doesn't have to be mediumship, but we're hoping to give you some tips and tricks today to get you started on your way. Yes. I, you know, I keep wanting to be like, welcome, you've got spirit. (laughs) 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 Sorry. If you're not from the 90s, you don't know what that is. Um, It's, it can be overwhelming. I call it the rabbit hole. Mm Because, like, once you go down it, there's no going back. And I think kind of understanding that you're normal, first and foremost. Rule number one, you're normal. Rule number two, if you've experienced it, somebody else has. So you are perfectly fine. You're normal. I think that's one thing I always notice about the new students that come into our development circle um, is that they want this urge to feel like they belong because they're so alone going through this really weird experience and they just feel like detached from society or then they're painted as crazy or feeling like they are not mentally stable for seeing or hearing things that aren't there. You're normal. Rule mm-hmm. number two, you're normal. Yeah. There's nothing else that somebody else has experienced. You're not alone. Absolutely. And I think there's also this context of like, I'm making this up. I'm making this up. Because I know for, for me for a long time, you know, everybody says, well, if I wasn't born with this, then it's not real. Um, and, you know, there's there's the the great... The great debate on there of, of naturally born versus developed. And I, I believe that on some level we all have this, right? Um, but I can look back in my life and, and see where it was ever present in my life. But I had always talked myself out of it because I had always expected it to be bigger than it was. And I never realized for a long time how subtle spirit communication was, whether whether it was psychic hits or or whatever it was, I, I never realized how truly subtle everything was. And for me, um, and mine came in 2017, where I finally kind of get got hit over the head with it, where it was still subtle what was coming through, but the repetition of it coming through was what increased to such a... To, a level that I couldn't ignore it anymore. I would agree with you. I think I, I had the same experience. And I think that it all will make sense in the end and not to worry about having it make sense now. Mm-hmm. I can look back on my experiences of seeing and experiencing spirit and not realizing that it was actually spirit communication. Um, and then later on, having that realization of being like, oh, it's been here the whole time. Mm-hmm. I never realized it. It's been here the whole fucking time. And I never either spoke about it or was told not to speak about it. Um, And I can tell you, it all makes sense in the end. Yeah. Um, And it will all click for you. So don't worry about analyzing your self-experiences. I think that's one thing that a lot of new mediums do, too, is they look back and they overanalyze every single thing. Just take it for what it is. Mm -hmm. Who says it isn't and who says it is? Mm -hmm. You don't need the validation. You just need to know that you're here now. Let's move forward. Let's keep going. It's not going to change the past. Let's dig deep and try to self-discover some stuff, though, because yeah. self-work is really important in this in, in this work. But you don't need to validate every single thing. Yep. Right? You're here now. And I, and I want to just really run that home. You are here now. So if you are where, if you've been doing this since day one, great. But if you are... At whatever age you are, you are at the perfect time 
to start diving into this. I hear so many people say, I'm 50, have I waited too long? I'm 60, have I waited too long? You could be 120 years old. It is never too late to embark on this journey. 120 years old, girl. You're talking to yourself because you're probably on the other side. 120. Listen, my point is, I, <laughs> I, I believe that our podcast is going to live on forever and life expectancy yes. is getting longer. So I never... <laughs> I never okay. want to limit anybody. I Eileen think, Davies, don't limit the limitless. Yeah. <laughs> but honestly, I don't ever want to want anybody to. If you have a desire, and I and I believe a big thing of what really is making somebody listen to this podcast mm-hmm. or or ask the question is because they feel that pull, that desire to learn. So honor the pull and that desire because it's less about whether you have the ability to do so because I believe, and and I know you understand this too, Matt, is that we all have this ability. It's more do you have the aptitude and the drive to do it. Yes. And and let's circle back. Can we circle back to something real quick? Mm -hmm. (sighs) Okay. I'm doing the sigh because I need to say there is no camps. And I think that one thing that naturally born mediums or self-proclaimed naturally born mediums self-proclaim is that you need to be naturally born and development mediums are not as good. Here's the deal. We're all naturally born. We all have the ability to do this gift. It does not make you special. And I think that's the one thing that I've noticed in my experience with the people that claim to be naturally born. Uh, that put down the developed mediums is that it's a sense of taking your specialness away from you. Yet we're all a spirit. We're all playing for the same team. And sometimes the naturally born mediums that I've had an experience with have a lot more support. And they usually come from a linear place where it's family, right? Um, and, and, And have that. So don't count your stars and, and, and the support that you've got. And sometimes people ignore that stuff and they suppress it. Um, I know I did for a really yeah. long time. I mean, look, it's hard enough to be a gay male in the fucking early two, late 2000s, early, no, early 2000s, late 90s. Uh, because I was going through the AIDS crisis. Uh, le- marriage wasn't legal. The last thing I wanted to be was that gay kid that talks to dead people. Right. So you don't know somebody's journey and you don't know somebody's story. So I think when we say, well, developed medium, no, maybe they just suppress their guests to survive. And that's completely okay. Mm -hmm. That's completely fine. Now, mind you, I was getting slapped in the face with spirit and didn't really fully realize it. But there is no base camps. Just know that we're all on the same team. We're Mm -hmm. all playing for the same team. We all have the same boss. So we have the same boss. We just have different life experience and different life journeys that define our opinion. Um, So I just want to hold space for that real quick. Second would be, um, it's okay to have boundaries around your development. Um, And I think what's hard about going through mediumship development is that there is no certain way to do it. I don't think that there is a path that everybody needs to follow that is cookie cutter and correct. But I also think that there's a lot of people that shouldn't be teaching mediumship development. Uh, And I think that is mostly based on religious bias and um, 
situations that you can fall prey to. Uh, I know in my development, um, this was probably not more, probably more towards the beginning of my mediumship development, where the shop owner was like, you're going to be part of a galactic pod fighting blah, 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 but we're going to need a medium for every pod. Use your discernment. If somebody's saying something weird to you like that, don't. Don't go mm-hmm. to that circle. Just just go. Get up and leave. Um, because I can tell you in my early development, the things I was learning, they were great. And I'll always respect my mentor, my first mentor. I, I just got a name drop really quick. Sharon, I love you so much. And thank you for giving my, me an opportunity. Um, but I think that that person was bound a lot by their shop owner. If I'm... I can't speak to their story, Um, but I always felt like there was more and I felt like that there was always something else that I needed to learn and I didn't feel like I was getting what I needed and I found the right circle that was right for me and cool, sweet, awesome. I I, I moved on, but you got to remember if something is not right for you or something is not sitting right for you, or even if like a spiritualist church mediumship development circle is not right for you, find the one that does because your journey is unique to you. Uh, and don't just commit and feel like you have to sit through somebody else's opinion. Go by your own experiences as well. Dana, do you want to talk about going by your own experience? Oh, absolutely. And I think you were touching on something of, of one of the very first things that we need to be doing when we are stepping into understanding what this is for us is really trusting that intuition and not feeling like, just because everybody else says this is great means that I it has to be great for me because everybody's path is different. So really yes. trusting and feeling what feels right for you. So if you go into a space or you start working with a teacher or reading a book and it doesn't resonate with you or doesn't feel right with you, stop doing it. This is part of your development and part of your unfoldment as a spiritual person is beginning to trust and work with your intuition. So it's really important that you don't ignore that and and stop listening to all the other voices around you and start listening to that inner compass yes. and inner voice inside of you. It's really important. I mean, I have been through some interesting situations within the spiritual community of like different um, circles and different development areas and things like that. And you just have to trust and find the one that feels right to you. Um, vet and and make sure the person that's running these resonates with you. Learn about them. What is their education level? Do you feel comfortable around them? Do you feel safe around them? Um, even if you do feel that, you may go into their development circle and find that the people in the development circle feel toxic to you or don't feel safe to you. Trust that too. It, you have to find a good and safe home uh-huh. in a space to feel that you can grow and expand. Because as you work into your development, you need to be vulnerable. Um, you need to be able to feel like you can be safe. Um, so continue to trust that gut, trust your intuition, trust your awareness into these things. It's really, really important. The other thing that I would say is, you know, obviously Matt and I are talking from the perspective of mediumship because we're mediums, ask us how, Mm -hmm. but also trust whatever path that you're getting pulled towards. If for some reason you're getting pulled towards tarot, start 
figuring out tarot. What is tarot? Play with it. See what it does for you. Um, I know, I call tarot a gateway drug because tarot can really help start some of the images and all of that can really strengthen your clairvoyance and give you a reference library for spirit to work with. Maybe hey, it's... Dana. Yes. Dana. Dana. Hey, Dana. Yo, yo. Do you want some tarot? <laughs> I... I got a lot of decks here. Yo, yo, just take just take two cards. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all about that big big deck energy. <laughs> all right, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I just wanted to sell you some tarot. <laughs> I know. I got. I, I'll sell, if anybody's going to be selling tarot, it's me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but honestly, right, sorry, but sorry. but like if if it's Reiki, you might be. Uh, drawn to do to explore reiki because you need to grow your clear sentience which is your clear feeling um and so that might be the way that you need to start expressing and moving towards your spiritual practice so there when matt says there's like not one way to go there there really is there's many roads to rome okay but we all get there so trusting that your road is going to be different than somebody else's road but as long as you stay true to what the way that you're being guided and that you're using good ethical teachers and and places along the way you're going to be you're going to be great yeah and can i like piggyback on that you want to be well-rounded you just don't want to just focus just solely on mediumship because your job as a medium is to heal right so take as many types of mediumship classes as possible so not only just mental mediumship uh which is where what i think a majority of what me and dana teach and what we me and dana are um our mental mediums is there's also physical mediumship there's also trance mediumship there's trance healing there's definitely reiki there's tarot there's a whole bunch of things that you can do to under the sun that and, and intuitive let's talk about that all mediums are psychics but not all psychics want to be mediums i don't like saying that mm-hmm. not all mediums uh psychics are mediums because we're all we're all mediums in some sort of capacity um with some spirit communication whether it's your guide or whatever but that doesn't mean that you need to be a medium but dabble 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 find out what's what what's up the only thing that i would highly encourage you and this is just a me thing this is not a dana thing i I can't speak for you on this is try to find one that's religious less and the reason why i'm saying is that you can be spiritual without incorporating a religious belief into it and that way you can read for anybody and so there's seven billion people in this world and that does not mean that only one group is right over the other and you're going to have many clients from all walks of life and you should be able to read for every single one of them without jarring them with a religious perspective they can believe whatever they want to believe and you can believe whatever you want to believe but you don't want to incorporate that into your practice until you figured it out okay because some people do and i'm just like yeah whatever but you're really limiting yourself and eileen davies let me quote her again you're limiting the limitless potential so just really try to stay at least sticking to like the basics of referring to like god or or source or 
spirit, but don't go into like direct stuff uh, until you figure out what journey you're going to go in. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be a big one. And, and try to find a class that does not do that as well, um, because it's just not helpful. <laughs> I find it not helpful because uh, it's disrespectful to every religion, not just specifically one. So yeah, throwing that out there. Removing biases is, is really, really, really important. Um, at, as we move into this, if, if, if the goal is to ever do this professionally, being a bias-free reader is, it's really important. You can do whatever you want when you're not actively reading. Yeah. But, but bringing it into your spiritual professional practice is, is, is where it's tricky. So you want to be able to train and develop in a bias-free zone. Um, so as far as- Can I add on to that really Mm -hmm. quick? I'm sorry. Um, just know that you have your own personal religious beliefs and then you have your spiritual practice, right? And so they should never really kind of intermingle as much as we possibly can, even though it is kind of a gray line because we are dealing with a religious aspect of the human soul. But just know that the human soul is, in my experience with spirit, it really is religionless, right? So spirit comes through with no religious bias. They never really come through besides like a cross or what kind of evidence it shows in their lifetime of what they would have practiced, but they never come through to validate any Bible or uh, Quran or anything else. It literally, they never to me talk about that stuff in some sort of aspect. So that's why I'm saying a religious practice and a spiritual practice are two separate things as Mm -hmm. much as we want to blend them together. It's just going to benefit you to keep them separate. And then just keep your own personal stuff private because you also Mm -hmm. want to have something private for yourself as well. I think that's also a best practice for a lot of uh, mediums is to just know that your mediumship and yourself are two separate things and you should also keep them separate um, because you want to have some sort of privacy if you're going to be doing this work. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, you you feel this pull. You're like, I got it. I got to move forward in this. I don't know where to start. For me, and you kind of touched on this a little bit, Matt, but personal development. And one of the best ways that you can do this at home is a journal. And and I know with our with our students, we encourage you guys to journal, journal, journal all the time. And this can be personal journaling, um, but also like what, as you are experiencing spirit, what are you experiencing? Writing about your pull towards what you, um, why are you getting pulled towards spiritualism? Why are you getting pulled towards psychism, mediumship, whatever? How did you feel when um, this happened to you? Um, if you feel like you get a precognition of something happening, write it down. That way you can look back in your journal and be like, see, I knew that this was going to happen. It's a mm-hmm. way of tracking your progress and tracking where you're at. Um, it's also a way of you doing some personal growth and development and processing how you feel and why you feel the way you do. Um, we like to do a lot of, of like, why do you want to pursue this? And, and kind mm-hmm. of, I like calling it peeling the onion. When you write down a statement, write down a statement and say, but why do you feel this way? And then after you say that, well, why do you feel this way? And just keep on peeling the onion. 
I, I'm afraid you know, I, of I'm afraid of of doing mediumship. Well, why are you afraid of doing me, mediumship? Because I'm afraid I'm going to fail. Why are you afraid I'm going to fail? Because I was afraid to fail as a kid. Why were you afraid to fail as a kid? Because my mom would get mad at me if I. So then we were just peeling that onion, and and through doing that, we can do a lot of self discovery. You get a lot of crazy uh, realizations when you do that. That are, are a lot from just being seen and heard. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's a lot of what came for me. I don't know about for you, mm-hmm. but I, I'm going to tell you the truth. I can't look at an awesome blossom without thinking of you anymore. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. I feel spirit in this chilies tonight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but really, it, it, it is very true. Like when you start feeling any sort of discomfort on something, it's just kind of finding out the why and when's the first time that was the biggest question that i had for myself around fear because i think fear also creeps in a lot um at the beginning of your mediumship of when was the first time i felt this way Mm -hmm. if i could think back to the first time i felt this way why why was i terrified of this Mm -hmm. and a lot of it came from hollywood because you know what my my babysitter and parenting was the tv it had nothing to do with my experience. Had everything, you know, the TV, you know, watching me. I was a latchkey kid. I never had that stuff. Well, it also didn't help that I watched The Exorcist when I was seven. But <laughs> but a lot of the stuff is just input into us. And it has really irrational explanations on, on some of it. And some of it can be legit. Mm-hmm. If you've gone through a lot of trauma or abuse, and I think a lot of mediums that I know have gone through some sort of difficult childhood, abuse, um, trauma, uh, and, and, and you've had to learn how to survive a room. You've had to learn how am I going to be safe with this person? Or if you've been bullied um, a lot, having to walk into a room and having to be like, how can I navigate this until I can leave? And so you become sensitive to energy. So like peel it back, peel back that onion, get that awesome blossom, get the dip in, find out what's going on and live your best life. Because a lot of that stuff needs to be unpacked to do this work. Absolutely. Personal discovery and personal development is as much a part of the actual developing of your abilities as anything. Um, Mm -hmm. And it will happen regardless of, and spirit will be like, oh, this bothers you? Well, we're just going to keep doing this until you actually deal with it. So I would also say that if journaling is too triggering or if it's bringing up too many, too many things, therapy, get, yes. some, get some support, get some support. I did some deep, deep therapy through my development and it saved me and it helped me so much. As practitioners, again, if this is something that you want to do on any level, you are going to be faced with a mirror of of your trauma a lot and oh, 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 oh you silly silly human yes <laughs> you think you think you're going to avoid those daddy issues you're going to get a whole week of dads yep. <laughs> yes it's you so will. true it really will it really will mm-hmm. so you it doesn't mean that you have to come to the table as a fully healed person because we're always in no. progress, right? And we're here on Earth School to continue to grow and learn and, and heal and get better. But go get the help you need and support when you need it. And it's okay to like go back and get some touch-ups in therapy when you need those too. But being 
part of what I'm speaking to is we need self-awareness as you're stepping into your development journey. Self-awareness is key. And that steps into my next thing that's really important. And that's that whole M word, that meditation word that everybody's Mm. like, ooh, I can't meditate. Um, I have ADD. Uh, meditate. I've never, I can't meditate. It's really hard. My mind gets really busy. There's always a lot of like, people get real scared of, of that whole meditation word. But a big reason why we do it is so that we can actually learn because it's a practice. I always say it's a practice, not a perfect. Um, it's a practice so that we can learn to quiet our mind and shift our awareness. Um, and to start with, you don't have to be in a completely quiet room with no music and just be like, okay, here I am. You could go for a walk. You can be doing your dishes. You can do a lot of things. There's a lot of great guided meditations out there, but the key is to begin the practice. And even if it's one to two minutes a day that you start, as long as you're starting on a meditative practice, it's going to be amazing how you can, the goal of being, of clearing your mind and leaving some space for that spiritual awareness to pop in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just want to give a couple like key points that I've noticed about meditation is that it takes about 10 minutes for your brain to, sh- to kind of quiet. Okay. So you're going to sit for the first two minutes being like, did I pay the bills? Where's the monkey? Cat? Jaundice? apple juice, sweet cheese. Like you're going to have all these random words and thoughts pop into your head and visuals and stuff. But there will be a point where your brain goes, okay, I'm just going to dig this. It's got to have time. You've got to be patient. Patience, my child, to have that opportunity to have your mind quiet because then it will start to happen on a regular basis. Just sit through it. And if your dog barks and there's noises outside, acknowledge it as a part of the, the, the meditation. It does not need to ruin anything. The, your meditation, regardless of whether you sit there and your brain is just a catty, chatty, Kathy, that's completely fine. That was your that was your meditation for the day. That's mm-hmm. fine. It is what it is. Did you sit by yourself and try to quiet your mind? Then there you go. I am so proud of you. But I think a lot of people beat themselves up because then they're like, oh, man, it's ruined. No, it's not. Just acknowledge it and just sit just sit through it it's it's completely fine just let it be what it is because eventually you will actually phase out your dog barking mm-hmm. you will phase out everything else and you will just be very centered and as one of my mentors said sitting in the power is the best thing that you can do for your mediumship yep. if not the best thing that you can do so, so you're just you. So you just brought in sitting in the power meditation, and mm-hmm. um, so there's a lot of different meditations that you can do, and and whatever you want to start with is fine. Um, mm-hmm. But we uh, Matt just uh, mentioned sitting in the power meditation, which is a passive meditation. So mm-hmm. if you're going on a truly guided meditation, where maybe you're going and walking through a field, and you know maybe it's a glade, and there's a river, and you open a box, and I don't know, you know, and those are beautiful. There's nothing wrong with those types of meditations. 
I do a really good impersonation of a guided meditation. You ready? Oh, okay. T- today we are going to take an adventure. Today we're going to go through the glade and pick up all the stones that are lying with your chakras. It's <laughs> <laughs> good, right? Yeah. As you cross the field, you come across a ruby. It bursts and it goes into your root chakra. <laughs> <laughs> They're always like that. Um, But sitting in the power is not like that. And so it doesn't involve images. Yeah, sitting in the power is a passive meditation. And, you know, all meditations are can be very helpful in practicing to quiet our mind, quieting and quieting the day. Right. You know, um, because we are always have a device on. We always have a lot of noise going on in, around our lives. So it's a practice of quieting our mind. So those are active meditations, what, what Matt just did or what mm-hmm. I was talking about. But sitting in the power is a passive meditation that I always think of in three parts. The first part is really like, what does your own energy feel like? And I always call it mm-hmm. swimming in Lake U. So it's like really like, what's my energy? And then we have... We all have a power center. Um, Matt's is in his heart. Mine is in... Solar plexus. Mine oh, is I did in it. My... Okay, cool. You did. Good <laughs> But yours can be anywhere in your body. But, but typically, they're somewhere around there. Um, when in doubt, go to your heart. Um, and you expand that energy. And that's your power. That's your energy. And you grow it larger and larger and bigger and bigger. Um, And then you invite spirits, the great spirit, the -hmm. whole, the one, whatever you want to call it. It could be God. It could be source. It could be divine. Whatever you want to call it. We invite that in and you blend with that. So that's the second piece of sitting in the power is that blending with spirit or source energy. The third part of sitting in the power is the attunement phase. And that is essentially where Matt likes to talk about it, like your spirit guides working on you with lab coats of like, okay, we're going to... Or under a car. Yeah. Yeah. So they're working on you. My mentor was like, "Just, just pretend that they're like lifting the hood. And they're just going through and they're just changing your oil and then doing your little spark plugs. But they're all working on your clairs. Mm-hmm. That's what they're there to do. They're there to come down and be like, hey, Jimmy, get the wrench. Zin, zin. Okay, great. We're, we're awesome. They're there to work on you. Yeah. I always think of the word attunement like they're using you, like they're tuning you like a radio. Like how, do, how are they tuning you in to be the best radio to pick up spirit communication possible? Or you can always pretend that they're coming in and out of your awareness so that you understand when something is different, right? Right. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of what sitting in the power is. But sitting in the power is for you. It is not to channel spirit. It is not to pre-link. It is not for anything. It's not to get a bunch of visuals or anything like that. It's, but it's also to be feeling I, mm-hmm. I always want to encourage people to feel because sometimes you might feel a little what might feel like a little cobweb on your face or a little tingle. You might a lot of people talk about feeling nauseous during sitting oh. in the power. I used to get sick a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some people get I get really emotional when I sit in the power. I love getting emotional. You love bombed. Mm-hmm. You get this like overwhelming sense of love that you just want to cry. Mm-hmm. Um but you just want to sit through it. 
you don't want to itch it, touch it. Um, I always like to say that A, sitting in the power will also help your shifting awareness, but it's like turning your on and off switch and you'll be able to do it very quickly the more you're able and the longer that you do it. So like if you're consecutive and you're pretty good about sitting in the power a couple times to three to four times a week, you will then in turn be able to switch it well. You can shift your awareness like at will. You don't need to sit in the power. Well, you should still always sit in, the, in some sort of power. But like if you were to have to work and you need to like shift your awareness and it's been a crunch day for you, you'll be able to switch it and it won't have to feel like this pressure or ritual to go sit in the power to go do it. Mm -hmm. That's the reason why we do it. I also like to imagine that sitting in the power is like you're a spider <clears throat> and you're creating this really elaborate web and you're doing it with your energy and you're just a spider sitting in the middle of the web and you just feel and then when spirit comes in and they move into your awareness it's like a fly landing on it and the spider is very like ah i feel the vibration moving and i'm aware that you're in my corner and you're going to come forward and i understand that this energy feels different because you know what your own energy feels like mm -hmm. you know the room as if it's like a part of you that this wall over here is part of me because i'm expanding out I'm taking my light or my power and I'm shifting it as big as I can get it. So when somebody is standing in the room with me, I'm aware that something is different. Somebody is in the room with me. I get it. I understand it. I can have it come closer. I can have it back away. I can do whatever spirit wants me to do, which leads me to my next point. They need you more than you need them. So, meaning that you don't always need to be open. You need to work all the time. And I think that's where a lot of new mediums get um, really caught up with this. It will always work. It will always work. It never goes away. It's like falling off a log. So if you take a break from mediumship and you come back, it will come back. It's like falling off a log. You might be a little rusty, um, but it's cool. Mm -hmm. I think that a lot of mediums feel like they're going to lose it. So they've got to go out in public and show off and all this stuff. No, no. Or like waking up in the middle of the night and feeling like there's something watching you. Ask it to go away. Your words are very powerful. You don't need to read. You don't need to read for anybody. You don't need to read at all, actually. I mean, your goal as a medium is your client not to want to watch you. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, so like essentially... It is uh, always a struggle for new mediums being like, I'm tortured. No, you're powerful. You mm -hmm. just don't set boundaries of being like, I'm sleeping. Mm -hmm. I'm sleeping. I'm in the shower. I'm buying my eggplant at the grocery store. I don't need to read for anybody. You have control. You just need to say no. 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 No is a complete sentence in the great words of Dana Willie, and I am Dana yes. Willie, but I can say that. Um, so, you know, we talk a lot about, I mean, I love boundaries. Boundaries are one of my favorite things mm -hmm. in the world, but it's one of the best things that Matt has ever taught me is it's not healthy to talk to dead people all the time and that we no. are first and foremost humans because we are humans on this planet. We have to be doing human things and we have to be doing having human relationships we are here to be human and when you are pulled to do this work it's easy to go down the rabbit hole and watch every youtube video and watch and listen to our podcast thank you for listening to our podcast yeah. but in, ingesting everything mediumship that you possibly can but i want you to have balance in your life 
So where can you put balance and simply say no? So one of the big things for me was essentially, well, there's a few things. So first off, setting a time and place to work with your spiritual practice. And that can be, if you decide to do a development circle, that's a perfect time. It's the same time every week. You show up on Tuesday, it's a signal to spirit. This is when I'm working. Um, for me, it was, I had a daily practice where it was like, okay, 10 o'clock every single day, I'm gonna sit down, I'm gonna sit in the power, I'm gonna journal afterwards. And it was like a signal to spirit of like, this is your time to work with me. Um, so sometimes setting a, a specific time and place sets your brain up to know that you're you're going to do that work, um, and also let spirit know when they're when you are available to work, mm -hmm. um, and setting some some parameters and rules around that. Um, that also being said. Um, I, I talk about my waiting room all the time and it's okay to like have a waiting room of saying like, I'm not working right now. I'm not open. You guys can just all hang out over here. I have my close sign. We love talking about an open and close sign and currently mm -hmm. I'm closed. And when you're ready to open up, you can flip your open sign up and have everybody come in the way that you want them to but really understanding that you are in control spirit is not in control you are in control of your own energy your time and what's going on mm -hmm. now i have that thing from like was it mervin's back in the 90s where like open 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 open, open, open. open. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't if you're not from colorado in the early 2000s um i think we also need to remember as uh growing and developing mediums and especially at the beginning is you showing up is all you need to do just show up have fun take risks be okay with the word no because your no's will make a difference of what your yeses feel like and also you'll learn that your no's aren't necessarily always a no mm -hmm. and so i think that's the scariest part of a lot of new beginning people going to a development circle is that they're afraid they're going to fall on their face and be wrong and trust me as a developed medium i'm, I'm still wrong mm -hmm. it's how you handle it that makes you a better medium every single time. And it's not about us. So you shouldn't have to worry about getting a no because it's not about you. You're not a perfect machine. Mm -hmm. And I think when we look at mediumship and we look at the TV shows like um, Tyler Henry, phenomenal medium, but they're only showing the best parts of that. Okay, he, he gets no's. And I think in his new show, he ended up getting a no and was like, you know what, I'm too invested in this. I'm gonna walk away. Um, but that's how you handle it. And so going to development circles will help give you the tools to get a no, feel into the evidence, deliver it as designed, and be confident with your confidence. Because mm -hmm. trust me, imposter syndrome is something that you're going to have to face sooner or later. Mm -hmm. It's going to happen. And I think a lot of people that have the overinflated ego are battling imposter syndrome mm -hmm. and they're doing it alone. And I would rather do it with a group of 25 individuals that are a lot like me that understand my plight and understand my experience than to do it on my own and build up this ego that I'm the best and nobody is as good as I am. But really deep down inside, I'm thinking that I'm scamming people. Yeah. Sorry, I think a little did that went no, a little deep. The I, onion. <laughs> the onion. Um, I think community is really, really important and feel and yeah. feeling like you're not alone. And that's that's 
one of the many reasons that I'm such an advocate for development circles, I think classes are amazing. And if you can find a class with a teacher that really resonates with you, awesome. That's that's great. But nothing, you know, you classes aren't really set up. A lot of classes out there aren't really set up for a lot of uh, practice within the class. Um, in development circles, you can actually practice. And that's mm-hmm. huge, right? Um But you also get that community of knowing that you're not alone. And I think that 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 is one of the most important things in this whole process is understanding that you're not alone. There's also something I want to throw on to that as well is do not rush to get a mentor. Yes. Mentorship is very, very, very fucking expensive. And if you're going to do your entire development under a mentor, you are literally giving them a lot of money that you'd learn in a development circle and a, mm-hmm. and a chance to practice because development circles are cheaper. I always like to say that mentorship is like a fine tooth comb. It's like the frosting on the cake. It is the cherry on top of your ice cream. It is not supposed to be the entire meal, mm-hmm. right? It's supposed to take your opportunity and work on it a little bit of specifically what you're looking to work on. It's not to develop the entire thing now if you can get a free mentor and all that stuff hey great but go to development circles because you're gonna get a lot more out of it community wise and also you're gonna be reading multiply different people every single week you're not gonna read for the same person over and over and over again and you're gonna find friends that you're gonna have as a lifetime you're gonna find lifetime friends um, and you're also gonna find some some assholes too but yeah. i mean that's the beauty of being human but that's also trusting that <laughs> intuition of who can I trust and where, who, yep. what is the, what are the people that are right for me and what are the people that are wrong for me? Mm-hmm. You know, something that I also want to touch on is, is look at this as a journey and not a destination. Um, that was, that was one little thing that I really wish that I would have known when I started my development. Mm-hmm. Um, because I always thought like, okay, this, I just need to get to here. And what I didn't realize is that we're always developing. And if you know anything about me, and I say this often, I consider myself a developing medium. Even though I'm a Mm -hmm. professional, even though I teach classes, even though I have a podcast, all of those things, I learn with spirit every single time. I sit with spirit, sit in the power, do a reading, hold a class. I learn something new every single day. Have fun. Have an open heart be open to new and amazing experiences and know that each and every day you you step into this journey you're going to learn something new so i just leave you with that of just knowing that this is a beautiful and amazing journey that you're going to embark on and don't don't put some endpoint on it or destination on it and just be open for where this journey is going to take you do you see that as the, as the orb <laughs> flies one thing I would add to that is don't also rush to read for the general public because there's things that you also need to understand of how to work with grieving people, how to speak about certain topics, how to be sensitive. You actually gain a sense of empathy doing this work that, you know, you're, you kind of understand. So don't rush to read for the general public because you want to feel awesome because you are the practitioner that is spiritually taking care of them. Even though you're not physically or mentally taking care of them, you're spiritually doing it. So do it when it feels right for you. 
play take your time like dina said it's not a destination enjoy that ride sit on the plane a little bit sit on the railroad tracks enjoy that car whatever it is that part of that journey do not rush to read for the general public do not rush to read on tiktok take your time there's things that you will miss out i would never as a developed medium ever give back a minute of my development ever i got cool experiences met cool people got to follow my face privately (laughs) and i would never take a second back so from me to you enjoy the ride kid enjoy the ride and i and before we let you go i'll just let you know if you guys aren't following us on youtube make sure you are we have a couple of sitting in the power meditations on our youtube channel if you'd like to give those a try um and of course matt and i have our own development circle um circles now in january coming up so and those can all be found at mattanddana.com yeah mattanddana.com it's here it's here well i love you all you're in my heart do something nice for somebody and my god brush your teeth (laughs) brush your teeth wear your sunscreen uh and and do something nice for somebody yeah and you are the light of a hundred thousand dana willies you are the light oh i was gonna say a hundred thousand salt lamps but i didn't (laughs) i think you've already used that one they're kind of dim, Dana. <laughs> all right. Well, we love you all. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. See you. Gotta go.